called him and said, hello, um, my auntie said you would change. <laughs> and he said, yes, I would change. I said, okay, oh my God. And my heart, did, you know, beats more. I said, oh, so how would you change? And he said, oh, I'll bite you every day. <laughs> Hi guys, assalamu alaikum. It's me, Fatima Gerba. <laughs> I am back to your speakers and your ears. Welcome to the Never Fully Understood Podcast, Episode 9, Season 1. Um, so in today's episode, I am really, really honored. Honestly, that's all I can say. I legit started this podcast because of Aisha Falke. She's one of the reasons why I started this podcast. And today I have her here with me. And it's such a huge deal for me. Okay, so I don't want to give you guys spoilers, but we spoke on confidence. We spoke on her brand, her brand then and now. We spoke about how we can contribute to our community. It was such an amazing conversation. She's such an amazing and funny person. I really, really, I'm sure you guys, okay, I'm speaking too much and I'm sure you guys want to get into this um, episode. I hope you guys enjoy and yeah. Also, I haven't forgotten about my shout out before we start this episode. I want to give a shout out to Fatima I. Um her Instagram handle is Sonosh you guys I'm really horrible at pronouncing people's handles because Sonosh Nana Sonosh Nana <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but I think that's the pronunciation. As usual, I don't know how to pronounce people's handles. Thank you so much for your continuous support. I am 100% humbled by them and I love you and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. All right, guys, enjoy. Hi, guys. So today I am here with someone really special. One of the reasons why I started this podcast. For those of you who have been listening from the introduction episode, you would know what I mean. So can you please introduce yourself to our listeners? Hello, everyone. My name is Aisha Falke. I, I am a... A multi-entrepreneur, should I say? I do a lot of things, but I'm known for Northern Hibiscus, so I'm the head of Northern Hibiscus community. Uh, I was once a fashion designer. I think I still have fashion in me, even though I have kind of close, almost closed that phase of my life. Um, I am a marketer. I have a marketing agency and then I am looking into tech now. So that's really nice. Can you give us a backstory of how Aisha Falke came to be? Like who is Aisha Falke at her core? Okay. So first I would say Aisha Falke is, um, I would say first I would say I'm a Northern woman, obviously, because you know, I have broken all the barriers that people will say, oh, but as a Northern woman, you shouldn't break. I will go on, accident, <laughs> I've, I've done that. Um, I'm a Northern woman, I'm a mother. I love my kids. I am an entrepreneur, as I said. I am um, a go-getter. When you tell me no, I would say um, yes. You know, I never take no for an answer. Um, when you say no, I say why. I don't say, oh, okay, since they said no about Kome, I am a fighter. I have everything, my Degaskia. So, and then, of course, I'm a Nigerian. Um, I'm a Muslim. I think that should have come first. <laughs> I'm a Muslim Northern Nigerian woman. I think that's it. But then a person that... Um, I'm a go-getter. I, I never believe uh, that there's a space you keep women. No, I, I keep myself where... Okay. 
I, I keep myself where um, there's no there's no space for me. I transcend, and I think um, what what I have done for myself is um, have a pedestal. I put myself there. Then I say, oh, this is not enough, and then I build another one and I put myself on it. I I have done this time and time and time again. So I don't know. I can't. Remember what your question was but yeah this is me in my core just you know yeah and a wife obviously if you go to my page you'll be like ah this her husband is everywhere <laughs> so yes i'm a wife i'm a mother i'm an entrepreneur everything yeah you seem so confident like can you just tell us how you're able to stay you know so confident in a community that is you know not so kind so um, I, uh, there was a time I saw this video of um, Rihanna and she said, I, they said, how do you, uh, you know, how do you stay confident every time? She said, sometimes you just pretend and, um, and um, you know, I, I grew up or my early, early adult age was plagued with a lot of self-doubts, a lot of feeling I'm not good enough or I am not worthy, you know. And then when I came into being a bit popular, I had something called imposter syndrome. So if when people see me and they'd be like, oh my God, I should, I'd be like, oh, what, what, what is this? You know, I, I kind of struggled with that as well. Um, but then at the end of the day, um, when I have my down moments, I have them um, in seclusion. You know, every time I'm going out, I'm like, you're that bad. Get out and do what you're supposed to do. I could be having a bad day, but you would never know. I would meet you and you think I'm the best thing since sliced bread, but I'm having a bad day. But I just make sure that you or anybody out there when I'm going out, there's a face. I would say, sometimes I put a face, like Rihanna said, pretend, you know. Um, yeah, sometimes I have down days. Uh, sometimes they're not, um, you're not as confident, whether you like it or not, but you just put up a face. I have an alter ego, which is, I have my, my down times, and the alter ego is a weak woman. <laughs> she's sitting there, she's so vulnerable, she wants to be loved, she wants to, you know, be hugged, she wants to hear I love you every day. Then there's the other, like Sasha Fierce, that says, I don't need anybody. Now me, me, I am the person. So I have these two people, or more, really, depending on, you know, and then I have this fierce person who says i can conquer the world and i'm out there i am fighting battles i am making sure that you know i'm getting my goals i'm setting the goals and i'm getting them and i'm very that that part of me is very very confident so i just switch masks <laughs> yeah depending on where i am you know when you see me with my mother i'm very oh and my husband, I'm like, oh, baby. But when I'm out there, you'll be like, hey, this woman. <laughs> so I have my moments as well. But yeah, there's no, no excuse for not being confident. You know, there's, for me, there's no excuse. I can't be weak. You know, I know a lot of people are watching. A lot of people are looking up to you. Imagine I just break down and say, oh, my God. No, you, can, you can't do that. Yeah. There's a lot of burden on you. 
uh, to be strong, you know, so yes. Like sometimes you try as much as you can to be very, very confident, like you said, but there's so many people that have so many mean things to say. Mm -hmm. So how are you able to like not listen to them and be that badass that you are, you understand? Like how are you just able to block so, it out? Uh, with, for me, you know, I started social media very early. So another thing is because it's in its eighth year, which is a long time share of um, you know um, you know abuse or drag down or whatnot my my look on it is you don't know me I know me I know who I am I know I'm not a bad person to my core so whatever you say is your perspective, that's a word, mm -hmm. is your perspective of me, but you really don't know me. You can write a book about me because you think you know me, but that's not me. And I would not take the, the, the fragments of things you think you know about me to bring to me, no. I would never allow you get to my head or get to my space. I would not carry your energy to me. So when I go through a comment and I see somebody says, Dalla Aisha Falken and this, this, that, 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 I smile. Sometimes it hurts. I won't lie and say it doesn't hurt, but I just don't allow it permeate me. It is not the version of me. You know, the version of me, you know, might be that thing. And I'm sorry that that's the side you see or that's the side you've heard. I am not here to even convince you to like me or convince me, convince you to see the other side because I'm sorry to say it might be a bit cocky, but you're inconsequential, really. A person that I don't know, there are millions of people out there. Imagine if all your followers, how many followers do you have? Seven, let's say 70,000 people. There's no way they would know the real you. They see maybe one post a week and they think they know you or stories, two stories a week. They think they know you. I have 24 hours in a day times that by seven because I posted one picture. You think you know me and you can abuse me on that. If I allow you get to me, then I am stupid, right? Yeah. I have worked on myself my self-worth, I have a therapist on that. I do a lot of self-work on a daily basis. I know what I'm doing. I would not allow a non-entity get to me. I have worked so hard on myself that you come from nowhere with your touchlight Nokia and feel like you could write something about me to make me feel down. No, then all the money I'm spending on that therapist is bullshit. No, I would not allow you bring me down no one comment two comments i've had the worst written about me i won't lie to you dms sending a full note of dms of how stupid you are how you feel you're 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 the best thing you're nothing you're worthless you're this you're that you're this i just read it sometimes wallowing it in it sit down and you know, understand, I say, okay, I get where she's coming from. Okay, all right, that's on her. I just did go. If I feel offended, I might block. But sometimes I read and I don't react.
because you're not worth my reaction. Nobody is worth your reaction at the end of the day. You're, it's not worth it. I don't think it's worth it. I choose my energy, the energy I emit. I'm big on energy, so I could come into my office and see all my staff, low energy, it affects me. I am big on energy, I love bubbly energy. And imagine when I sit down and react or give um, a response to somebody that abuses me, I don't know them. They know me because I'm there, but I don't know them. So it's like fighting a stray dog. How do you, because that dog has rabies, do <laughs> you understand? So how do you fight an unknown person? And so really I don't. And then thank you for my husband too. He has been an amazing peeler. Um, when I was starting, I wouldn't, I wouldn't lie and say, oh, I've been like this, zen, not reacting to negativity and everything. In the beginning, it got to me. I remember a scandal that happened that I shivered. I was, I, when I remember in the night, I would wake up and I would shiver like I had fever and he would hold me and say, hey, I don't know how, you know, do you remember, he said, do you remember that um, every disappointment is a blessing? I said, yes. He said, I don't know. I have, I, he is very intelligent. And he said, I don't know how this would be <laughs> positive for you because I have racked my brain. I don't know, but it would be a blessing. And so every time in the beginning, I'll say, hey, this person, somebody wrote about me and said A, B, C, D, E, and he'll be like, but that's not you. That's not the you we know. That's not the you you know. So there's no way, don't allow it affect you. If I was down, he would say, oh, hey, let's go out or let's do this or let's do that. So sometimes it really helps to have a good partner that understands you um, and understands, um, you know, your temperament and understands the kind of work you do and understands the society you operate in and understands everything oh, they do. That's like, that's, oh my God, I don't even know what to say, yeah. but I understand where you're coming from. I think it, it doesn't even only have to do with social media because there are some people that on a daily, they are getting these hits from yeah. people in the society and they are not even out there. Yeah. And it's like, like you said, these people, they don't know you. It's like you're fighting with a shadow, like, you're fighting with someone that you don't know. So I know it's really difficult because even me, sometimes people say some things to me and I don't know these people and it gets to me. And I'm like, why is this getting to me? Yeah, so I think we need to just have that energy and also work on ourselves. It's really, really important to put in the work. On yourself is the most important thing and we take it for granted. Oh my goodness. If you work on yourself, your self-confidence, self-love, nobody can break you but wallahi you you might be the most confident person one person can come and unravel you so working on yourself if there's anything that i would want you to really take away from this um podcast is working on yourself i've seen a lot of women fall addicted to men addicted to very narcissistic men addicted to people and feeling like they get their love from there their energy from there but because they feel like that person gives them happiness and fulfilled like you know 
mizenchi, what's the word? Mm -hmm. Fulfillment. But if you can give it to yourself, is the best thing. A person can come and a person can go. They would never break you. I've seen a lot of people break down after breakups and they never recover just because they don't know themselves. They don't love themselves. They, they, um, it's quite unfortunate. Unfortunate. So working on yourself, I'm not saying I'm 100%, but what I do, and if you can't afford a therapist because they're very expensive, what I do is there's so many self-help things on the internet. TikTok, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Google. So what I have on my phone on a daily basis that I would leave people with, you know, is my you know how tiktok works right it's what you view that it curates for you mm -hmm. so what i do is as soon as i see a self-help video i just you know take a link and put it in my notes mm -hmm. and there might be five videos or ten videos depending on what you can assimilate daily so what i do is after i pray subhi prayer mm -hmm. i just go through the videos and they remind me on a daily basis who i am how I am feeling, all the self, you know, on entrepreneurship, on self-love, on, you know, um, being productive, on so many things. Um, if you could do that, that would really help you. Do that for six months, you'll be a transformed person. Um, self-help is everywhere. We just need to put in the work. We just put in the work, doing the research. As yeah, for some of us, it's so difficult. <laughs> For me, with TikTok, TikTok has been TikTok has made me a different person. Even though all you see are the house of people abusing each other, but really, right now, my TikTok doesn't even have those people on it, because I have, you know, the algorithm has actually picked up on what I love doing and what I love, and it has really curated amazing content for me. And there's so many people with vast knowledge, you would die. Social media is is like. You can be use you can use it for anything you want, good or bad. <laughs> okay, so can we speak on Northern Habits because then and now? Like, how were you able to turn your brand around and make it impactful to our community? So, um, Northern Habits started as a product of boredom, really. Boredom, well, three things. Boredom because I was a fashion designer, I was not doing anything. I was tired of fashion. Two. Um, I felt we didn't have anything for Northern Nigeria. Um, every day at that time, every day I'm done from work. I was a fashion designer at that time. I was very, I was tired. I knew I, 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 I knew I was here for a purpose. Something, something higher, really, not just clothing. I was really tired of tailors and everything. So, I said, hey. You know, and every time I close from work, I go home, I am on Linda Ikeji, I'm on Bella Ninja on a daily basis. I read. I was talking to my friend. I was like, hey, she's Igbo. I said, hey, you know, this thing Linda Ikeji does and then Bella Ninja, I can't do it too. Um, we don't have it in the north. And she said, because a lot of content, because I am, I won't call myself a typical northerner, right? Because I'm not like basic, basic. No, I, I assimilate everything. So I was like, imagine if a core northerner, she would want something, somewhere to go to. And she said, I shall just do it now. I said, okay. I, it just started. And I knew that, okay, 
how do we do it in such a way that it would get a lot of traffic? Mm-hmm. I knew my people really loved weddings. So I said, hey, let me start. I remember my first post was the brides that wore red. Mm-hmm. And I curated more maroon, magenta, magenta, right? And I, burgundy, sorry. And I, I think I, I, I posted like 20 of them because I had them all in my phone. And then, and then I, I, we started like a fashion police kind of, and we'll say, oh, this bride doesn't look good. Oh, this bride, because at that time, John Rivers was really big on E. I was like, oh my God, I could do this, you know? But my community did not take it well. They were super, super upset. But what happened at that time is every time a person was really upset, I couldn't sleep. I would tell my husband, oh my God, we said I wrote this about this bride. Mm -hmm. And from the comments and everything, I can't sleep. And my husband would say, if it affects your spirit this much, then stop it. And I said, well, you know, but we've started it and blah, blah, blah. He said, well, then water it down. Mm-hmm. Um, because see, as, as, an, as a, should I say author? I don't know if it's an author. Yeah, kind of. When you're writing, you really don't see from the other person's perspective. You're just saying, oh, hey, you know, I'm writing this. This is what is in my head. This bride looks good here, but she doesn't really look good here blah, 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 blah. And sometimes I write it and I drop my phone and I'm doing other things. I come back to horrible comments to that person. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, oh my God, so how do I regulate this thing to make it more positive? Because we started on a positive note. That's the thing. But it it went negative so fast that it was out of my control. And you see the, 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 the bad thing about starting something is sometimes you don't know when to stop. So um, there was a high that was coming with that. So when you write, people are eager. And it gave me a little high of, ooh, okay. I'm like, I'm like but then what happened at that time is I lost spirituality. So I was so good with God. I had this connection with God. I felt so good. And Erin, I'm the kind of person that would pray now and get it now. I, I'm that kind of person that would, um, that would say, I'll tell my God. And then it happened. Like literally we had this rapport with God, which was good. But when NH was very negative, that I lost spirituality. I couldn't connect with God. It felt like you're hurting people. I'm not here anymore. And that was the darkest time of my life. Oh my goodness. I said, and I would, I would, sometimes I would cry. I'd be like, oh my God, I lost God. (laughs) I can't believe because of what? And to be frank with you at that time, I was like, this I wasn't really, I'm not a bad person. I'm not really out to hurt people. This is a chip thrill for nothing. What the hell is this? You know, so, and okay, something I didn't say was there were three purposes of starting NH. One was because there was nothing like that. 
in northern Nigeria. Um, two, I would say. Then the other one is I really wanted to start a uh, something like Jumia, so an e-commerce market space. And when I was doing my research, they said, oh, hey, you would have to you know, put a lot of money in marketing and everything. But if there's no, a lot of money, because my budget, my, my capital was not really too intense, you could actually blog to the community. And as, as time goes on, you could shift and do this, you know, and introduce the website to this community. You've already built it. And I said, oh, that's fantastic. So I started writing. But then it took a mind of its own. It just went spiral. Para ta 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 ta. ta. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and it just went. And I think after writing for like three or four months, I realized that this, the way it was going, is not what I want to be known for. And it's not where I want it to go to. I really didn't want to be known as, oh, this hateful person, because that's not who I am. But someone that really just wanted to entertain people or wanted to bring positivity into it. And I would really thank my husband for saying, Aisha, I know who you are, but um, and I understand what you're doing, but the, the energy you're emitting is not a good enough energy because you know you're you're writing these things about these people even though it's not as derogatory as painted it's fashion police it's um you know breaking news of this person is marrying this person but then after we started a lot of anonymous blogs opened and they were really abusing and you know derogate very derogatory and then a lot of people will say oh but it's Aisha Falke obviously she's the one that started this show she she is the one doing all this thing so when you sit down with people that really have not let go would say oh my god she abused everybody when they found who she was then she re redid it but what I know is I had wicked sense of humor so there was a way that I, I'm not I'm not proud of it there's a way that we would put it that you as a person that they wrote about would just be upset but it would make a lot of people laugh and that's what comedy is it's dark comedy but my community was really really not ready for it and I had to go back to the drawing board and do like a I wouldn't say 360 because 360 is now going back to the beginning 80 which is the opposite side now I was left with a catastrophe it's either from it's 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 one or two ways it's to say oh okay I'm done I'm packing my blood and saying okay I effed up and see you later bye-bye or I say I've effed up I'm human I would rebrand this thing so well that you would applaud one day yes and and I told my husband I said if it's the last thing I would do I'll prove to people that I'm not a bad person this was NH was taken out of context I got carried away and I'm human. And my husband would say, sometimes I would bit myself and I'd be like, oh my goodness, he says, but you're human. You made a mistake. One mistake or whatever you have done would not um, dictate or, you know. And I took that 
and did a 180 with NH, started bringing in new things, new ideas, studying the market, understanding what people wanted, um, listening to what people wanted, and just took it and ran with it. So the NH of now is in response to people, what people want, what they, they want, and we're really still growing. This is our eighth year, and you know, right now we have amazing ideas for NH that it gives me, um, you know, shivers. I'm like, oh my goodness, why didn't I think of this my first year? But as my husband would say, is um, the universe is just saying, okay, you're doing a good job. Now this is how you should go with it. You know, this is how you should go with it. And Alhamdulillah. Well, I was to ask you, when we were praying for husband, what did you say? (laughs) (laughs) Because, wow. I would, to be frank with you, I I didn't even pray for a husband. Did I? Really, I didn't. Wallahi, because I was so young and so naive when I got married that I just jumped on a wagon that was taking somebody to marriage land. I just entered. There was, I don't think I ever prayed for a husband before I got married. Wallahi. I was so naive and so uh, bri-bri inside my head that somebody said, oh, I like him. Like, eh, okay, you know, ah, you like me, okay. I remember, I remember my aunt. So after I met him, it was arranged, you know, through, through his brother and my uncle and my granddad. And I met him. I was like, oh, okay. But I just realized that we vibed very well. He was way older than I am. But I, I just realized we vibed, and um, the next time he was coming, he got me a phone. Because I think either I, I was using a phone that was faulty, and I couldn't hear him. So the next time he was coming, he brought me a phone. I love red, and so he went out and bought a red phone. And I was really excited. I was really excited. And my, one of my aunts said, Aisha, do you like him, or are you excited about the phone? I said, really, I don't know. <laughs> That's how really I was. I really, I was like, eh, whatever, you know. I remember then she said, well, you need to know that men change. It's not really about, um, um, you know, it's not about now that he's dating you, he might change, blah, 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 blah. And because I was so naive and very, 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 what, you, what should I say? Very, very, no, not in love. I was just too childish. I came and said, I called him and said, hello. Um, my auntie said you would change. <laughs> and he said, yes, I would change. I said, okay. Oh my God. And my heart, did, you know, beats more. I said, oh, so how would you change? And he said, oh, I'll bite you every day. <laughs> it was just funny. And, but I said, oh, okay, okay. I was really, really naive. I would, my husband would say I'm still naive. I'm this kind of, I'm very free spirited. I never, I don't think I prayed for a husband, but I, I kind of knew what I wanted. I knew I didn't want a bossy husband. I didn't want someone that would control me up and down. I wanted freedom, but it did not shape my choice. I knew what I wanted, but it didn't, because I got married very, very early before I am this kind of person that is, is um, I am older than I am. So I am now 39, but I feel like an 18-year-old. 
like in my head, I could just uh, wake up by 3 a.m. and be dancing with high music. And my husband would come and say, Deng Allah, Deng Ennebi, Kirege, Naso Imbechi. I'm that kind of person. So imagine when I was 20, maybe I was 10 in my head. <laughs> so, or either I went to 18 and I halted, or what? I don't know. But yeah, so um, really, I didn't know, and my husband is just the best blessing to me. I would, I told him that if I was going to come back ten times to this world, I would always wait for him. And I said, if I came back as a bird, and he was human, and he married another woman, I would come and peck her head and say, "Leave my husband alone! It is me." Just because I came back as a bird doesn't mean. <laughs> Luck, just share luck. Share luck. Wallahi, share luck. May God, I think God said, if I, if this girl goes to another man, she would not. So I feel like I have a purpose, right? I feel my purpose in life is to guide, and that is why when NH started and I was not guiding, uh, I was really just being. Um, a human being and being playful and hurting people then kind of spirituality or God left me and said well you're on your own it's either you correct this thing or you would actually just wallow in pity or in the world and be like that so I realized that my purpose on earth is to guide people and to help people and to be and to be What's the word? To be a gatherer of good people, generally. And that's what NH is. And that's why I'm a firstborn. And that's why people just come and say, Malama, what do you think about ABCD? Even if, if it's in a field I don't know. They would see me and talk to me and see a neurosurgeon and not talk to. <laughs> and they'll say, what's wrong with my brain? I'll be like, I don't know. <laughs> understand talk to that doctor they'll say but you 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 know i'm like i don't know god gave me that husband to to as a shepherd do you understand so i i say yes my guide um i call him the wind beneath my wings because whether we like it or not this is my purpose and god said okay aisha you're going to do a b c d e but you get distracted you you know you're this you're that you're this I'm going to bring a human being, an angel, <laughs> in, the, in a human flesh to actually gu guide you and guard you and be your pillar or whatever, you know. And that's why he's there to say, as soon as I'm going astray a little bit, he'll say, hey, baby, come back here. You're, you're straying. Lions will eat you. <laughs> come back here. Yeah, so he's my shepherd. Alhamdulillah. Um, earlier on, like we, we earlier this year, like like he's like I said, you know, my podcast why mm -hmm. I started is because he said like Northerners we always do like mediocrities, like oh my God, we never put ourselves out there. Yeah. So like, how can we do better as a community and also for our community? Okay, so it depends. I feel like everybody should have something to help the community. Every human being. So it's either pushing a, a very good narration about Northern Nigeria, as I said in the video, is if we don't tell our story, who would, right? I want to be a good ambassador mm -hmm. in my community and should propagate goodness.
when they say, oh, the northerners, either good, or the northerners, either intelligent, or the northerners, either this and that and that. Uh, for you, it's through this podcast. Even if when, even though I told you you need to do more videos so that you could get more, you know, more audience, and it depends on where and how you want to position yourself. Um, who are your target audience? So, uh, is are your audience people that are you exporting Northern Nigeria? That's one. Or are you doing it for Northern Nigerians? Because right now, with all the things I'm doing. I have things for Northern Nigeria. I have exports, Northern Nigerian exports. I have just plain old silly things that would make people laugh because our whole essence of NH is we have comic relief because I want people to be able to just sit down, relax and laugh because of mental health. You know, so it depends what are you doing? Who is your target audience? I feel like we can do more with everything that we're doing, more propagation of, of better, better North, really, not just politics and whatnot, really. Mm. So a lot of things. Mm. We 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 tend to actually just dwell on marriage and relationship, which is good. I love love. I love marriage. I love relationship, and whether we like it or not, it's the foundation of everything. So imagine. If I had a fight with my husband today, I would not be in the good frame of mind to do this podcast. It's it is what it is. If you have an abusive relationship with your husband, with your boyfriend, you would not have the mind to start a podcast. You would just be wallowing in one kind of space in your head. So sometimes even getting the relationship right is good foundation for everything in life. So sometimes we dwell on that. Um, but we dwell on it a lot. Do you understand? Eh, too much. Like now I have a, 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 a program called Relay Diaries. And I have been really thinking. I told my husband, I was like, is it not me that did video and said, we are dwelling, we're sitting down and talking about relationship every day, every day, every day. But I just realized that all the women that are really suffering with mental health and everything, it boils down to relationships. You know, you can't get, yeah, it, it does, really. Imagine if you're married to a narcissistic man that is breaking you every single day, every single day. How can you be productive? You can't be. Even if, like, let me, let me give you an example. Let's say I have a staff at home, right, a nanny that has an abusive boyfriend or husband. I would know because the work would not go well. Her head would just be somewhere. I had a cook that had a very nasty husband. Every day she comes, she cries for like an hour before she cooks. The food is not sweet. Because her head is not there. I'll be like, uh-huh, what's happening? She'll be like, my husband, this, my husband, that. He left, he did this, he beats me. So the work would not go well. You know, before you know it, I had to sit down with her and say, well, I know you're not in a good frame of mind. Take this small money, but you can't work for me. You see, he affected her livelihood. Whether we like it or not, I couldn't take the burden because it was affecting me and affecting my work. Sometimes she'll wake up, she would not come, she'll say, oh, he hit her and she can't even come. So because of relationship, you know, it has cost her livelihood, cost her everything, everything. So whether we like it or not, even though we say it's mediocrity, we have to actually balance home first. 
even for the men if they have very nasty wives they are not productive our leaders would not be productive when they have an abusive wife at all so it still boils down to it whether we like it or not people start drugs because of relationship they want an escape so it's a lot yeah, and you know honestly the other day i was still sitting down with myself i was like i don't understand like i've been living for this amount of years and why is that all my hardship is men <laughs> thinking yeah. about my hardship in life like why is it just men. relationships and men yeah. like other people are having like hardships you know <laughs> why? why is my own this and yeah and about what you said about us doing better as like people it's just like how muslims like they're like you don't need to talk you're a muslim just mm-hmm. behave as yeah. a muslim yeah. so i think as northerners yeah people already know that okay we're honest we're this and that mm-hmm. so you just need to just be good i think i think the the being good people they know we're good people a lot of people um southerners or westerners or easterners they know northerners are good but what the labeling is we're dumb yeah kind of so that is uh, that is what we need to change good honest that's good they'll say ah and how some people they will give them and go blah 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 abuki people they're honest that's it but the fact that we're dumb and we don't speak good english we don't know what we're as dumb as our cows we're the problem of nigeria that is what we need to change Yes. So now you're doing this podcast and being another night. It's fantastic. It's like, oh my God, there's this girl doing this, 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 this. But then push it and propagate it well. And you know, there are lots of northern that do things. Like the other day, I was speaking with um, Rukaya Beshetofa, and she said that we do so much, but we don't tell our story. So yeah. people don't know we're doing it. Why? why would you, why, why would I go out of my way to know your story if yeah. you're not saying it That's yourself? Thing, like, we need to tell our story. Of course. We need people to know that we are doing all these amazing yeah. things. I, I, I said it in the video, I said, um, America told its story. Mm-hmm. When you go to America, you'll be like, what the, what the F is this? See, see Bola everywhere. See well, yeah, yeah. But ah, if they propagate America, I show you all the big, big, you'll be like, wow. Mm-hmm. You know, so they told their story. They allowed, and this is something that Africa has done really, has not done right. We allowed Americans and our Westerners tell our story that's why they will show people on trees and monkeys and jumping boys for jumping from one tree to the other because that's the narrative they want to give the world but imagine if as a northern woman i i do a show that showcases because that's something we're doing um showcases all the amazing human beings that are the north in the north that is telling our story you understand yeah that is what we need to do to showcase that we are not just smart, we are intelligent, we can change the world. Okay, so lastly, what would you say to like young Ariwa girls who are just, you know, struggling to find themselves, the ones that are always in your DMs? Ooh, you know, the thing is, it's a very difficult um, scenario for the Northern woman because, you know, she's caged somewhat, you know. Um, people like us, opportune to be able to spread her wings and fly not everyone is as fortunate some people will say it's not even fortunate because you're you're now showcasing yourself to the world are you not a married woman blah 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 and everything but 
So um, a lot of women are not allowed to reach their full potential. I've seen a lot of girls that want to be content creators, but they're, you know, they're labeled as prostitutes. Um, why would you take a video of yourself? What are you trying to show? What are you trying to do? You know, um, so in what capacity should I even advise them? Depending, because every, everybody is so peculiar. Their own, their problems are very peculiar. Um, I would say just keep pushing. You know, your story is different. Um, one thing I would advise the northern woman or the northern girl is keep envy aside. Keep envy aside and do you. It's not a competition. It's not a race to who gets there first. It's a marathon and personal marathon. There's no end to it. Because Fatima is doing something and I'm doing something, I'm just bringing something to the table. It's not one table, it's several tables. And one thing that I know the Northern woman does so well is envy and drag her sister down. Oh my goodness, if you know what people say about me, if I would dwell on it, I would be as black like charcoal out of, you know, if if things that were said about people would come out on their body, then I would be like suits. Like, you know, there wouldn't be any skin. It would be so bond. And this, are com this is coming from my northern women, some that I know personally. Some, I give them benefit of the doubt because they want to be like you or they want to be better than you and they have the capacity to do better than you, but they don't have the opportunity or they don't have the confidence to do it. And rather than channel the energy they have towards something else, they channel it towards negativity and, you know, backbiting and slandering to make themselves feel better. <laughs> but you're not feeling better. You're just destroying yourself because you're feeding yourself with a lot of hate and a lot of energy into your system that you wake up one day and you don't even recognize who you are. I believe so much in positive energy. I, if you're positive, like yesterday I was telling someone via the DM, I said, I love your energy, it's so pure. You meet some people and you're like, oh my God, I love your aura. And you meet some people, they're fine, but their aura is so dirty and so negative that you just want to finish what you're doing with them and just vamos. And I have this ritual I do every day. I say in the night, I'm like, God, bring back all my, my energy that I've dissipated today to all the people. Bring it back to me. And all the negatives I've collected from people, God, take it back to them. Because I want to be as pure when I'm sleeping. I don't want somebody's energy to be battling me in, in the dream. I don't want. So I tend to do that. I tend to just free my spirit. At the end of the day, it's you. You know, know what works for you and do it. So for the Northern woman, that's it, really. Love yourself. Yeah, yes, 100%. Thank you so, so much. It was really nice having you here today and such an honor. Thank you so much for agreeing to do this. Thank you, Fatima. <laughs>